This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. Barbecue season is starting all around the country, and you don't want to miss out on this discount from the Kansas City Barbecue Store. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could possibly want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this spring by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, all caps, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. Welcome to another edition of Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. Uh, my name is Luke Darnell, host of this podcast, and we have a very special guest with, with us today as of Right now, we've recorded over 100 of the greatest pitmasters that are uh, cooking right now, and oh, so many of them have have offered as one of their mentors uh, our guest today, Mr. Pat Burke. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Fine and frog hair. Finer than frog hair. So you are, you're still active. You're still cooking in the restaurant every day. Yeah, we have uh, me and my daughter, and my my granddaughters, are, and friends. We run a restaurant. It's not not a big spot. I can seat about uh, about forty people. Uh, we've got a drive through, and we've been at uh, been in this for about twenty some odd thirty years now. And uh, I built a new place uh, uh, eight years ago, and uh, things are working out pretty good. We had a little tough problem through the COVID area there, but. Uh, Drive through, drive through, pull us through. All right. Absolutely, and it's funny when we talk about competition barbecue and all of the lives that you've touched and the people that have mentioned you as one of their mentors. I mean, we're talking about Tuffy Stone and Johnny Trigg and Melissa Cuxton and all of these these really great people, but. It's my understanding that one of your favorite things to do is to go and help newer teams when they're out there competing. Yeah, we started this uh, a long time ago. Uh, actually, we got I got into barbecue, and uh, Mike Mills and I, we started a contest in Murfreesboro, Illinois, in uh, 1988. And uh, in 89, we decided, well, we need to get on this circuit and get acquainted with some people. So we, we went out on the circuit, and then we got uh, first time out. Well, we we uh, got in the finals. So we did hard on. So we took a third place rib. Next time we went out, we went to Demopolis, Alabama, and we cooked all three categories and won the grand champion, which qualified us for Memphis in May. And uh, back at that time, you had to win grand champions to be qualified for Memphis. And I, it was a, it was more of a grand champion cook-off than it is now. So anyhow, we wasn't going to go. We were 600 miles from home, driving along here. And I said, you know, I, I don't think I want to go to Memphis. Uh, been there <laughs> once. A lot of people, a lot going on. I don't know if we're up here or not. And I uh, no, we're not going to go. And 
I'm in, I was in the construction business, still in the construction business. My family is. And so we was cooking and uh, telling Mike, I said, you know, Mike, we're cooking the best rib I've ever tasted. And he said, if you think so, and I said, yeah, let's go, let's go to Memphis. And if we get 50th place, or there was 200, uh, 210 people in the, in the cook-off, so I said, you know, if we, we place 50, that'd be great. So we go in, <laughs> no idea what was going on, and uh, we, but we had a product. And uh, here come the people, and they said, hey, you guys made the finals. <laughs> so we, again, I repeat, we had a good product, and we went through the finals, and back at that time, they had lined up everybody on the back of the stage, and uh, the rib was last category to go in. And so we were tickled to death. We got third place. Boy, this this is gonna be this is good. We know we had it. Well, they announced third, and that wasn't us. Oh well, we, we were second. We're second. That's really great. And then now second, and uh, that wasn't us. We got first place. Oh we wow. Won, we go on stage and. Uh, uh, the uh, lady there gave us a first place trophy, and I had put it on my shoulder. Was headed off the off the stage. There was about five thousand people out in front of us, and uh, he said, "Hold on a minute, we got something else here. The new world champion is Apple City Barbecue, Murfreesboro, Illinois." And we just we just sat down and cried. You know, it was so it was so exciting. <laughs> and then we went on from there and won three more or two more uh, world champions, and and then uh. Uh, 90, uh, 91, we got, uh, uh, first place, missed the grand champion by two tenths of a point. So it was a good, good time in five years. And then I went on, we, we thought we was out of the barbecue business actually, and we, uh, we retired the team out. No, nobody mad at nobody, and we, we did well. So through the love of barbecue and the people that I met on the circuit, my wife and I come back and started a team called Tower Rock Barbecue. Yep. A little, a little town that uh, about 600 people that we was born and raised in, and so we just and it was named after a rock across the river from us. So we uh, we, we went in that, and uh, that was in '94, the last cook-off of the year. We went to it and won all three first places and a grand champion. <laughs> so. We was back on the roll again, you know, and, and I've always told people uh, about this on any – Steve McQueen had a movie called uh, On Any Sunday. And of course, it was in, involved in motorcycles, you know. But yeah. people in the competition barbecue world, it's on any Saturday. Somebody can win, and we was a living testimony of that, you know, of uh, ending up with uh, total – Cooks like uh, Elaine, my wife and I, and Mike and Mike and I cooked 67 contests together, and then together I cooked 252 contests all over the all over the place. Well, one of my deals was that I always liked to help the underdog, and I've even watched boxing matches before, and I'd fall for the underdog, you know. But anyhow, <laughs> I would get the guys that never cooked before, and I would. Uh, I'd help them out, and uh, sometimes they come back and beat you on the thing, you know. But it <laughs> makes you feel pretty good. I was uh, one one year I didn't make it on stage. I was 26 years on Memphis in May, and I was we was at standing in the crowd, and 
there was eight, let's see, 12 people on stage wanting to thank their sponsors and everything, and every one of them would look in the crowd where I was standing and said, I want to thank Pat Burke for that. So that was, uh, that was uh, like winning. That was like winning the contest when you got all that, you know. But that's where I come from in the in the deal. Of course, we learned we learned to cook. Uh, uh, barbecuing is the uh, oh, you have to watch, you have to listen, and you have to have trial and error. That that's uh, barbecue. When you get to that point where you get your get the product you want and you make some notes, and that's the way I want to do it every time, you know, instead of switching around. <laughs> I I often tell people, uh, especially my students, now that I'm teaching some classes and stuff, is that the best way to learn about competition barbecue is to get around a campfire with a bunch of people that have done it forever and just be quiet. <laughs> that's just, that that is absolutely true, you know. And then then you, uh, uh, but you got to keep notes. <clears throat> you got to write things down and say, "No, I did this, did that." And then if you get something you like and uh, it's a flavor that seemed like the judges were going, well, don't keep switching around. Just, just stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. I know in uh, 91, uh, my wife and I went by ourselves. We went to Florida, and uh, I was uh, concentrating on a shoulder. I, I, we had the rib pretty good. So we won, we won the rib in the contest and it was nice and, and I got second place in a shoulder and I told my wife, I said, you know, that's about, that was our old style of cooking. We're going to go back to it. that year. We ended up being the team of the year in the shoulder thing because we, <laughs> we stayed with exactly what we, we cooked and we know how to cook. You know. That's great. If you were going to give advice to somebody who was just getting into competition barbecue, what would that advice be? Well, uh, first thing you need to do, you need to go visit a, a, a contest and see what's going on, get the rules and regulations and what goes on and watch, watch around and get acquainted, you know, with what, what is going to happen on the thing. Uh, a few years ago, they had a boot camp, they called it, for barbecue. And a friend of mine set it up, and it was real interesting. So I, I went to it, and, and uh, I judged in it. And uh, it, uh, the guys were so excited because they come in. I said, see, you're all these newcomers. I said, you're ahead of the game here. Because when I started, I didn't know any of the judging procedure, uh, nothing. I didn't know anything. You know, I just happened to walk in watch one contest, and that was it. But I think they need to go a couple of times and get acquainted with what they're going to do because it's so expensive anymore to travel and, and cook, you know, that you don't want to, you want to try to save all the money you can save, but you still want the knowledge of what's happening on it. And, uh, and then you gotta, you gotta want to cook. You gotta have, uh, it's no different than playing football or anything else. You gotta want to do this. So if you want to do something, you, You'll wear, uh, somebody's a pretty good cook out. You'll wear them out because you'll keep asking them questions, questions, questions. Then you got to go to trial and error. Yep. And that's what works out for you. <laughs> what, would you say that getting the right tenderness is absolutely the one paramount thing that, that cooks have to get right? 
Yeah, I think tenders is what they really work on, on the thing. And, of course, flavoring the people I've taught and cooking, I say, you know, whenever you, uh, when you get down to the finals in these things, you, uh, the, the flavor is a big multiplier. Uh, it's a, it, it multiplies, uh, multiplies three times of what your score is up from one mm-hmm. to ten or five to ten. So you've got to keep talking flavor. And one of the last things to say before they leave, before the judges leave out of the tent is remember that flavor. And, you know, I, I keep pushing that. And, and it seems like the people do as well on it. I've, I've listened to some of the, uh, some of the presentations on it and it seems well. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this year's Memphis in May as it'll be the first time that I've been there. Um, oh, uh, you'll like that. It, uh, there'll be a lot of people there, uh, uh, and maybe we'll get a chance. For, I don't know if you've met all of them or not, but I do know. Uh, I don't know all the newcomers. I know a few of them if I keep in contact, but uh, uh, Tuffy Stone and, and uh, all of the guys I'm, I'm acquainted with. Uh, matter of fact, I think we're going to do a little on – usually – when I go to Memphis, I go on a Wednesday, and we'd all mm-hmm. meet over at a uh, uh, Mexican joint over in West Memphis, Arkansas, and we'd up in Nine Mile, and a bunch of us would be there. Then we'd visit, you know, and there, I got our team members with us and what have you, and then uh, uh, we'd do a, a Mexican thing. Well, the, the pace burned down, but uh, I'm not going to go down to Friday this, this year, and uh, uh, I got other things to take care of, but. Uh, we decided that we might do a little Mexican feed at uh, Tuffy's booth uh, at his, oh, his cool. place. That'd be cool. That'd be a, if I can run into one another, I'll give you a call or something. I'll try to meet there and, and uh, talk to some people. It'd be great, great because uh, a, lot, a lot of people will be there that uh, Tuffy knows and I know. Absolutely. I want to uh, ask a question because I think it's it's one of the most fascinating things is um, how you and Mike Mills, who both have restaurants in the same area, but yet were great friends and and came to be on a team together. That I, that just seems like a pretty awesome story to me. Yeah, Mike and I was friends for sixty two years before he passed on the thing. It wasn't like just run into him. We was. Uh, <laughs> We were river rats. We run the river on, on the weekends, and uh, of course, a little beer drinking and barbecuing would be involved there too. And also, Mike and I, we would uh, we'd meet uh, not every mon- Monday morning, but most of we'd meet and have coffee and talk about what we did in the contest. And and uh, Mike was uh, was a, a real true friend of me and my wife, you know, and the thing. And it was. Uh, uh, it was a pretty good lick, but we we learned to barbecue, and and uh, we, we we didn't have any calling outs about it. That was one good thing. So when we when we stopped the Apple City team, we just retired it. That was, but that wasn't the end of our friendship. We just we stayed and talked, and and uh, my wife made cookies for him uh, for Mike on Christmas, and you know we always we visited around, and then. Mike and I had to get a chance to go to several contests myself and just talk to people. That was great too to do that. But uh, yeah, we uh, but we was uh, we was friends for a lot of years on the thing. 
it was uh, a great uh, honor for me the one time that I was able to make it out there for the Murfreesboro contest uh, to get to meet Mike before he, he passed. And I've gotten to know Amy a little bit over the years, and I can't wait to go back this year. I think the Murfreesboro contest is one of the bucket list contests that I think every barbecue cook should go and cook. I think it is. It's, it's, if you can win that, well, right now, uh, I don't seem that the Memphis Barbecue Network is getting as many teams they used to have. And of course, we was we were we was cooking all over the country, and so we a lot of people would want to come cook. And, and uh, whenever we was, Mike and I run the contest, and, and uh, Mike went to Las Vegas, so I I was with the contest for twenty uh, uh, some odd years. So. Or I, actually, I was with it for about 16 years, and then I retired out of it. I said, I'm, I don't want to run the contest, worry on the contest anymore. So I would go out of town and cook when the Murfreesboro contest was going on. I did that for four years. I, and then I finally I come back and told Mike, I said, you know, Mike, I haven't got anything to do with the contest. And we didn't, we didn't want me to cook in it. I didn't want to cook either. Uh, so we went in uh, four years later and I told him I said I have uh, I've got nothing to do with the contest other than I lay out all the lots and uh, and I try to get people to come to there uh, I said I'm going to cook and he was like what do you think he said I can't see a thing in the world wrong with it we talked to Memphis and May and so I went in and, and started cooking and then I won the contest five four years in a row and I missed a year and I won it again so I did quit that for the fifth win on it, but uh, we had all good competition. Everybody respected the win on it. They didn't, uh, there were no growls about it, you know. Absolutely. It's, and getting, getting one of those apple trophies, I was very fortunate enough to, to snag one and actually did really well at the contest. I finished third behind Darren, uh, Darren and Travis Clark. So I think that was a pretty good weekend. And I can't wait to yeah. go back and do it again this year. <laughs> well, then, uh, uh, of course, uh, the Kansas City contest, they're picked up all over the country, you know. And, and uh, if uh, Mike hadn't changed that, and we'd talked about it a lot, uh, get, make a dual contest about it, I don't think it would have survived having only eight teams from uh, the Memphis deal, you know. And uh, yeah. at one time, when we was doing a lot of cooking, we could have run a contest without Memphis even coming here, you know, but this this soon dies off. Uh, but uh, by adding the uh, 40 or 50 teams from, uh, from Kansas City, it, it makes a big cook-off again. This podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, Everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on BarbecueData.com. In my comments, in the beginning, I prefaced that a lot of people 
would be the answer to this following question. Um, you were the answer. And the question is, who has impacted your life the most in competition barbecue? And I, I can't tell you how many people have said Pat Burke. Um, so I want to know who has impacted your life the most in competition barbecue. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I was uh, John Willingham. When I started, he was the only pit master, as far as I was concerned. He understood. I don't know if you had a chance to meet John before he passed, but uh, he understood meat, heat, dry rub, sauces. He understood all this, and and he he was a windy guy. He really was, but I I really liked him, and because of his knowledge on the thing, and I would listen, listen, you know, and see what he's talking about this here, how to use this here, how to use white pepper, how to use different things on it, and uh, I think he was probably a. Uh, Probably a bigger influence than when uh, there was a guy in uh, Oxford, Arkansas, Mr. Ed, and uh, I'd listen to these guys, you know, and, and uh, I'd listen to their presentations, and we got down where we would, uh, uh, we wouldn't copy so much, but we'd lead into the things. Uh, they, when Mike and I started, this was an all-male deal. Uh, they didn't want the women around. Oh, well, we changed the concept of that with our wives and friends. And then mm-hmm. when I uh, cooked under Tire Rock, I had my grandkids with me all the time and my wife. And it wasn't like I was going off and leaving them for the weekend or anything. We'd, we'd be all together, you know, and, and we had fun going to the contest. We had fun when we was there. And if, when we win, we'd have a lot of fun coming home. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> Uh, back to, and I listened to Johnny Trigg. Johnny Trigg ended up being a friend of mine, you know, and then, and, uh, of course, a big deal uh, happened to me. I went to the Barbecue Hall of Fame. It don't mean much to a lot of people, but it did to me because I know the people was in there, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a tremendous honor. And I've gotten to know Johnny over the years. <laughs> Talk about a character. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, barbecue is, uh, like I say, it's 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 uh, watching, looking, and listening, and trial and error. That's where you got to be. But you got to be into anything. You know, I was uh, when I first started in barbecue, and of course I was in the construction business for 63 years too, and, and uh, still in it. But I would drive between jobs, and I'd have a recorder. You know, and I'd be talking, I'd make recordings of my presentation, and uh, then I'd play them back, and I'd say, well, why did I say that? I, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be saying grease. I should be saying uh, flavor. You know, I shouldn't be saying juices, juices instead of grease. Uh, it's just little things you change, you know, as you go along on a part of thing. And, uh, oh, I talked to a lot of people about giving their presentation and telling things that, uh, the hell I may learned in high school in a speech class, you know, like uh, sometimes my eyes were overbearing to looking into the pupil of the eyes, but you got to lower lower yourself down, maybe look at the center of their nose, you know, right. and not being <laughs> and keeping your eye eye level lower than theirs is, so you're not looking down on a judge. But so many things, and if you watch yourself. 
in, a, in, in the films of people filming you to say, well, I shouldn't did that. I didn't, uh, I didn't, <laughs> why did I do that? And then if you got the, the females along and the male, you got a, I got a male judge, have them to seat the male judge and vice versa. Just little, little bitty things, you know, in the, in the presentations would, uh, would work on. I had a, I was cooking in a contest in Evansville, Indiana. And mm-hmm. a, a young guy, a young guy come in a judge and he had a big piece of paper and he had, he scribbled uh, Q on it. And I didn't know what he was saying. And he said, what's Q been to, mean to you? And I said, well, here, uh, let me do a presentation here. And he, he aggravated me a little bit in the presentation, but I was telling him that about temperatures I hold and on things or whatever, and he keeps questioning. And finally, let me go. And then we finished up the table, and uh, I said, uh, uh, "This cue. Let me tell you about this cue. If that's what you're asking about barbecue, my my daddy was a hog raising man, and I learned a lot being around hogs. But mm-hmm. I was on a I was on a trip going to Vicksburg, Mississippi. I was by myself, had an old motor home." And uh, in there, I had all, all would play was an OA tractation. It was Tom T. Hall, the old country philosopher. And uh, <laughs> I would listen to his songs all the way to Vicksburg, Mississippi, and back. And I picked up on uh, one of the, uh, I was telling the story. The this, this story is who's going to feed them hogs? And he looked at me, and I said, "Then I don't. I'm not a singer, but I can recite some of the words." I said. Here's the way this goes. I met him in a hospital about a year ago. Why I remember him, I guess I'll never know. He just lies there in a medicated fog saying, who's going to feed them hogs? 400 hogs just standing out there. Neighbors don't feed them. Wife don't care. They can't get out and run around like all hunting dogs. Here I lie in this thing bed, and who's going to feed them hogs? Anyhow, I finished up the whole, the whole deal on that, and he kept staring at me, and I said, wait for before you leave. Would you bring me a hot ham sandwich and a, a Budweiser, please? This <laughs> guy backed out of the tent and just kept staring at me. He backed out. <laughs> and he come back that evening. He come back pretty quick, and he had a, a recorder, a video recorder. Back when they had the, the bigger ones, he didn't do them on the phone, you know. And so he recorded me the rest of the evening. I never mm-hmm. did see him again. Two years later, I was cooking in Murfreesboro. And I looked up, and here he comes, the judge. I thought, oh, boy. <laughs> I what am I going to get here? And he thanked me. He said, you know, I want to thank you. You, uh, you straightened me out about this judge thing. It's more serious than I thought it was. And I said, oh, oh good, you know. That was pretty good. <laughs> but, you know, if you're into something, like people can't believe it. All the cooks I've cooked and everything, they end up with a hundred and 82 grand champions out of Mike and I, everything I cooked and he cooked. And uh, they, uh, they, they can't believe some of the stories, you know, and, and uh, about every contest has got a story. And I remember every trophy that we got and uh, I, uh, what place we placed in certain things, you know, and I've had stories that uh, had a guy come in and, and uh, I was in, uh, Marion, Arkansas, and he said, uh, mm-hmm. "I said you've got a 
have you got napkins? I said, yeah, I got napkins. And he said, or like a towel or a paper towel. I said, yeah. Or he would chew up his food and spit it in his and this paper towel. And I thought, oh, hell, I don't know what I got here. And uh, he was, uh, he was, uh, uh, said he, he, he tasted it. That's what I was mm-hmm. after in him. So here come a rep, and he seen what was happening. He run in there, and then hit the guy who just finished up, and he said, uh, here, I'll get you another a new judge. I said, now, I happened to see the guy as he went out the door. He gave me straight tens, and I said, maybe we better just leave him alone, leave him alone let him bark out of us. So anyhow, but there's a lot a lot of stories at every contest, you know, and, and this is what people like like to hear that's uh that's what uh tough is telling me he's getting he wants me to come up and do a hog open pet hog uh when he gets his school all lined out there and i if my health continues uh i'm gonna come up and do that do a deal there so that would be interesting but he says people like to hear stories too about about barbecuing and uh and the places you've been the people you met and all this you know so uh, I'm interested in doing that. That's what that's my cup of tea. You know, I like to do that. I I was going to try to get down and do Myron. Uh, there's a school there. He's got a memory school, and he wanted yeah. me to be there. I, I have a little problem here with uh, my health right now. I got to go. I'm I'm done uh, treatments for cancer. I I had cancer 15 years ago. I whipped it out and uh, come back in a different spot. But we're we're taking. Uh, we're taking it one day at a time and uh, keeping the, the good Lord's going to take care of us, I think, on that. I hope so. I hope so. That, uh been trying to keep in touch with you about that because it's uh, something that a lot of people in my family have gone through. And uh, it was great to hear your voice the other day. You were like, usually this knocks me down, but it didn't knock me down today. <laughs> no, no. I got that. We're one day at a time. I don't get on. I've did uh I've did eleven uh treatments right now and then uh I gotta do two more and then we're gonna do some more scans and the first scans was were reduced to fifty percent. So maybe we'll uh we'll get it on down then. So I hope so. It's uh something that I think about often and and uh you know, I know a lot of the barbecue community is thinking about you as well. That's great. Did you have did did you have any uh, superstitions or rituals that you had to do when you were competing? Not really. Uh, uh, not really. I was but leave it like that. I <laughs> see. I have a ton, and I need to get away from some of that because I think it gets me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, my daughter Patty, works with me on when we go to Memphis. Some nice stuff on. Uh, presentation and she stands behind me and she knows every word I want to say and uh, I'll maybe be talking about a stick of wood here of apple wood that we use and, uh, and I'll reach in back up and she gives me a stick of wood from the thing you know and then I talk about uh, what type of charcoal I use and I could reach in back up in there and she's got a piece of a piece of charcoal that we use so, or deal. and then uh, I have a some apple juice, I'll reach back there, two or three things like that, and, and then I can bring them out in front, you know, while I'm talking to everybody. Everybody, everybody enjoys that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of my favorite things is to sit around and tell stories and learn from, you know, everyone. <laughs> I just enjoy that a lot. Yeah. But uh, it's it, it, barbecuing when it when it runs out of being fun, it's time to get out of it. You know, when you when you kind of have to make a job out of it. But uh, as long as you enjoy, I think I think people can go for a long time. I did. I did thirty years of it. You know, and uh, but I was enjoying the the people as much as anything. And made so many uh, acquaintances. I don't can't call them friends, but acquaintances over the country. Besides, in the wintertime, yeah. I get I get calls and say, "And uh, you remember me, Pat? We cooked together in in, in Florida. We cooked together in, in Alabama. We cooked together in Mississippi. We just <laughs> we get to talk about all that, you know. And uh, but as I said earlier, I'm 84 years old, and I but I've been Active. I've been working since I was ten years old. Uh, I work for you know. Yeah. And I still, <laughs> I still keep going on. So, but that's good, large will that happens there. I'm, I'm big on that. And uh, a lot of people are. A lot of people that you don't think believes in the good Lord and everything. But I've had a lot of calls and say, Hey Pat, got your, we got our, got you on our prayer list. You know. That was way uh oh me and Myron Mixon ended up being friends and I was friends with his mother. And his mother uh-huh. uh, she was she was in a a Baptist church in uh in their hometown there of uh Diana, Georgia. And so she would uh her she was thirty one people and they was I was on their prayer list, you know, and so I'd send them trinkets and stuff and, and get all make sure I always had thirty one of them. And then uh, she asked Myron, said, how much Pat done? I said, well, he's done all right, but he told me, don't you quit praying. Don't you quit praying for a minute to keep it up. So, and then she passed away, and she was so neat. Uh, last time I seen her was in Paragool, Arkansas. We have done a, a uh, contest there, and she told me, said, Mr. Pat, if you ever want to see me again at one of these contests, you better get you a picture of me right now because I'll I'm done with them. <laughs> well, she was quite a lady too, and I went by the, their church and visited them when I was in Diana. And uh, had you ever been to the Big Pig Jig? I've never done the Big Pig Jig, I, but it's on my bucket list. Yeah, you ever been there? I have not. It's it's a big deal. They got permanent uh, uh, buildings and everything there for people. That uh, barbecue around on thing, you know. So pretty interesting. We was uh, over there in '99, and uh, it was the only team that ever won the big big jig out of the state of Georgia. <laughs> really? Yeah. And so uh, <clears throat> I was kind of getting aggravated a little bit about barbecue because I'd won Marion, Arkansas, four times. And uh, Harley's got to applaud out of the crowd of the fifth time. So I was about done with that, and we went to Vienna. Well, I had Myron get me a hog, and uh, it was—he <laughs> had a nose on it about four foot long. I told him, but I had—I had cooked 42 consecutive hogs. It was in the finals 42 consecutive times. 
with with a hog. And then I got fourth place out of this hog, but I got a I won a uh, got a first place shoulder, and uh, we went in the shoulder finals, and it's the only one time I ever seen it. Uh, my preliminary judges that gave me all, all tens, and the final judge gave me all tens, so there wasn't nothing there to do but win it, you know. So whenever <laughs> whenever I accepted the trophy. There's about 4,000 people out in front of the, the deal there, and I accepted the trophy, and, and I got a standing ovation, and the fireworks went off. And I told my wife, I said, this is what I'm at. This is where I, I like this part of it. So <laughs> kind of turned things around. But like I say, I've, uh, the barbecue has been a big part of my life, you know, and, and uh, for a guy not starting until he's 50 years old getting into it, you know, it's uh, – uh, I was in the bass boat, squirrel hunting, deer hunting, all this here, racing motorcycles and stock cars and everything. And then when I got out of them, I was done. But then barbecue thing, I thought we was Mike and I was done. We we talked about it, and and uh, as I said earlier, the uh, love of barbecue and the people I met on this circuit—that's what kept me back into the ring. You know, it's. Uh, uh, and it gets your motor running again on it. So we never, uh, uh, we never missed the contest after that, you know. So I, one of my deals in presentation is this. This is my bass boat. This is my stock car. This is my motorcycle. I never did play golf. Didn't have time for that, but this is what I do. This is, uh, this is all my stuff together. That's pretty incredible, man. And, uh, we will definitely keep you uh, in our thoughts and prayers, and I just want to thank you for for taking some time today to to be with me and to answer some questions. I really appreciate it. Okay, we'll be looking forward to seeing you in at uh, Memphis, May. The, I'll be in there the nineteenth and the twentieth. All right. Absolutely, and I can't wait to see you, my friend. And take care, and we'll be we'll be thinking about you. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022. Oh, Virginia, oh, Virginia.